Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I don't want just to live for myself. Thank God for His provision. I want to live my life for other people. And one of the best ways to live our life for other people is to build a church. To build a house of God. Because the church is the institution that will last for eternity. Do you know that there is only one institution that will last to eternity? Not the American government. Not Microsoft. Not Boeing. Not medical hospital. Not even family institution. Only one institution that will last for eternity is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I want to pour out my life to build something, I want to build the things that will last. That's why I become a committed member of a local church. This morning, I received the email from another city asking me the question as a pastor. Pastor, my friend said that, can I just hop from church to church to church? Wherever good teaching is, I will go there. And if there's good teaching in another church, I'll go there next Sunday. I keep hopping and hopping and hopping. Can I do that? And this is the answer in the email this morning. The Lord spoke to me right away. Two sentences. God's way are higher than man's way. What he said to me is that obedience is greater than sacrifice. Two, character is more important than head knowledge. People can have all the head knowledge, can memorize the old Bible, understand the Old Testament, know everything about the Bible. But if they don't have character, they are useless in the kingdom of God. And the Lord say, sacrifice is not as important as obedience. So my answer is, if God tell me to commit to this church, I will become a committed member. No if and or but or excuse or any reason to run around to many churches. I will commit to my local church. And that's what God told me, so I commit. And not only that, I need to build my character. The character is to be committed, faithful, honor, faith, love, caring for people. We are living in the Greek society here. When I say Greek society, Western country is a Greek society. The society that is emphasized about the knowledge. I know, I know, I know. But do you know that the Bible doesn't emphasize great knowledge? The Bible emphasizes character. Are you committed? Are you faithful in doing the job that God called you to do? Are you dependable in the eyes of God? Are you reliable when God asks you to do something or you're just floating around doing whatever you want? To become a member of the church is a character. Character of commitment, faithfulness, and say, I'm available. You can use me anytime. Pastor, you can depend on me. You can call me. People who float from church to church and never commit to anywhere is a baby Christian. They are not mature because they then will learn to grow and commit to build something. If you live one life on earth here, I want to encourage you. Live a life that builds something. When you die, one day when you meet Jesus, he will say, good and faithful servant, you have done something. Actually, an ambassador, we're even talking about going to San Diego to pastor the church down there because they don't have a pastor. We feel bad for them. They don't have a pastor. And we like to pioneer. We like to build something from nothing and build it up. I don't like to be in a... Church where everything is ready to go and go and just enjoy being a consumer and pure warmer. Just, oh, I enjoy. No, I want to pull up my sleeve and do something and build something. Be a house builder, not being a consumer. Amen? So being a member of the church is to be a builder, not consumer. We get involved, we build, we give, we learn how to be faithful, to be honest, learn how to be accountable. It's building character. Amen? Everyone say obedience. Is better than sacrifice. Everyone say character is more important than hate knowledge. Some people have hate knowledge, but they don't do anything for God. They just sit there, study Bible all day long, but no one gets saved, no one gets delivered, no one changes anything because of their life because they're so focused on themselves that I need to know the Bible. I need to know the Bible. That is the lie of the enemy. 
that is a deception to the local church. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, preaching is done. No, I'm kidding. Today, the last sermon of ruling and reigning, and um, I beg all of you to go back to listen to the whole series again from the first lesson to the last lesson. God is preparing us to rule and reign with Him for 1,000 years. And if we don't learn and practice and grow in the area of ruling and reigning now, on that day when Jesus comes back, we will be very surprised and don't know what to do. In fact, the Lord kept telling me every single day, Son, as a pastor of a local church here, your job is to help my people to grow mature. It's not to keep people immature forever. We want you to grow mature, to become a mature man and woman in Christ Jesus. So the teaching in our church go to what direction? Is to get you mature, not just to pamper you, to make you a baby Christian forever. Therefore, the teaching might be sometimes deep, sometimes might be difficult and hard to eat because I cannot just feed milk all the time. If I keep feeding milk, you will never grow. We need to learn something more meaty, more like um, steak, so that you can grow more. Amen. I hope that you have not been Christian for 15 years still drinking milk. Amen. Last time, we learned that we rule and reign by our words, and that is in the Bible. Let me read a few scriptures to review a little bit. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says, And have made us kings and priests, to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. God said that God make us both kings and priests, and we need to learn how to rule and reign and have victory and dominion and authority in this life right now. We don't have to wait to go to heaven to rule and reign. The Bible says in Job chapter 22, verse 28, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. Talking about declaring or speaking a thing, and it will be established for you. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 4 to 5 say, Where the word of a king is, there is power. Everyone point to yourself, I am a king in my own life. I can declare, I can speak, and it shall come to pass. Amen. This is the teaching that is lacking in the body of Christ. Sometimes Christians just go to the pastor, Pastor, could you please pray for me to ask God to remove the mountain from my life? The Bible never says you go to the pastor and ask the pastor to pray to the mountain for you to remove the mountain for your life. The Bible says you say to the mountain, you speak to the mountain. And if you look at how God the Father operates, you look at Jesus, how he operates while he was walking on earth. Both the Father and the Son operated by speaking and saying things to happen. So last time we learned that our tongue is like a rudder, is like a, a, like a steering wheel. So if we keep our steering wheel in one direction long enough, the car or the boat will go to the direction we wanted. But if we keep moving back and forth like this, the car will never get there. And that's what happened to many Christians. They say one thing, and the next day they say another thing. They keep moving their steering wheel back and forth instead of keeping the steering wheel on the right direction. You need to keep your tongue to speak in the right direction for your life. Amen? I want to continue the last lesson today. I hope I have enough time. Look at Proverbs 18.21. Death and life. Uh, in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Amen. There's a power of your words and your tongue. And if you love what you say is right, what is right, you will eat the fruit of it. Actually, another scripture says the same thing in Proverbs 18.20 before that. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Whatever you say, whether you destroy yourself or you make yourself prosper, it depends on what you say. Now, we're going to go back to the foundation of your salvation a little bit. How you are saved. 
and I'm going to explain from the Greek language, from the word "save" a little bit. Let's look at what Apostle Paul say about your salvation. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 10. Romans 10, 9 to 10. If you confess with your mouth, everyone say, speaking. speaking. Confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Everyone say, faith in the heart. Speaking and faith. Faith in the heart, speaking from the mouth. You will be saved. The word saved here in the Greek language is zozo. The word zozo is not just about missing hell and go to heaven and receive forgiveness of God. When I was a new believer in the Baptist church, I thought that salvation means I don't go to hell and I go to heaven. That's it. No, the word zozo means deliver, means protection, healing, preservation, doing well and being made whole. Is that ruling and reigning? Is that ruling and reigning that we are doing well? We are made whole. We are not sick. We don't have demon inside us. The, the enemy cannot touch our finances. We can rule and reign. We can speak things and happen. We are saved. We have deliverance and healing and protection. So God said, in order to rule and reign, you need to have faith in your heart and you need to speak out, confess with your mouth. Verse 10 say, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation in the verse 10 comes from the Greek language, soteria. Soteria means safe, health, and deliverance. It's not just missing health. It includes healing, divine health, prosperity, and deliverance. You're free indeed. How to live a life of a king, victory, ruling, and reigning? Faith in the heart and confess with our mouth. God wants us to reign until we see him. Amen? Amen. The problem is many Christians speak things, declare things, pray, and whatever they say never comes to pass. They may speak to their own body for healing, but the healing does not happen. And if that keeps happening again and again, it will hurt their faith. And they will stop declaring, decreeing, and speaking in the name of Jesus. Because they begin to think that, oh, the principle in the Bible doesn't work for me. Actually, it doesn't matter your experiences are. The Bible never lies. Whatever the Bible says is true. And ruling and reigning with your word is biblical and it shall happen if you do it in the right way. Amen? The problem is that we do it in the wrong way. That's why it doesn't work. So today we like to talk about three reasons. And if we realize that whatever we speak, it doesn't happen, we need to find three reasons and correct the problem. We're going to learn together why when you say something, it did not happen. When you declare something or you speak to the mountain and it did not happen, why? We need to learn the reason why. I thank God this principle worked because a few months ago, I met a gentleman in Los Angeles. He came to me to ask for medical reason. He was found to have prostate cancer. And I gave him some medical advice, what he should do. After the medical counseling as a doctor, then I say, I'm a Pastor too, can we pray for you? And we speak in the name of Jesus. We command this cancer to go away. Amen. All of us agree, about 10 people sitting there with this man. We command in the name of Jesus, the cancer must go away by faith. And two weeks ago, he went into the surgery. The doctor has to call another doctor in because the first doctor could not find cancer. So the second doctor came to look for the cancer. They could not find, he could not find cancer either. So he was healed by ruling and reigning. Now we're going to learn what hinders us from being able to speak and receive the result of our word of faith. Let's look at the first reason. 
Mark chapter 11, 23 to 24. For actually I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, mountain is the problem in your life. Maybe need a job, maybe somebody want to sue you, maybe sickness, disease. Whoever say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. You notice that the Bible did not say, whoever asks God to speak to the mountain, who speak to the mountain, we speak to the mountain, not God. God give us the authority to speak to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. The first reason that our words and our speech doesn't work for us because we say things, but we did not say them with faith. We did not have faith that what we say will be done. People can say things, in the name of Jesus, healed. They can say things, but they may not even believe in what they say. Or you can say whatever you want to say, but if you don't add faith in what you say, it shall not come to pass. Without faith, what you say will not work for you. Without faith, there is no power in what you say. How do you know that you have faith in what you say? Number one, you will have expectation. Is that right? Number two, you get excited. You get excited about what you say. You know it's going to happen. You know you're not saying, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. I'm dying anyway. That is not faith. When you have faith, you get excited. And you have expectation. You will see yourself 10 years from now, you're still traveling around the world and preaching the gospel. You have expectation and excitement. How does faith come? The question is, how can you say with faith, faith in what you say? How can you believe in that you say shall come to pass? You need to have faith. And how does faith come? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. I thank God for today's technology. I thank God that we don't use tape anymore. We can use MP3 and CD, podcast, video in the website. You can get into the Word anywhere on earth here, even in the airplane. I saw that a lot of people in the airplane, they have the iPhone or iPod or iPad, and they just sit like this in the airplane. For me, I listen to the sermon. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. I want to build my faith. I don't want to go and sit there and listen to some crazy music and like this. Where's all my time? I'd rather build my faith. And thank God for the technology that now we can hear the Word of God. You know, in the medical field, we sometimes use the word drug overdose. If you give too much morphine, the patient will stop breathing. If you give too much Tylenol, the liver will be destroyed. I have one patient who died because she took too much Tylenol. So she died because drug overdose. I want to tell you the good news. There is no overdose on the Word of God. You can hear again and again and again and again, and you will never get overdosed. Actually, it's risky if you don't hear enough. (laughs) You need to hear a lot again and again and again, so that it will build your faith. So, Because of faith, you speak something and it shall happen for you. Amen? There is no such sentence, I hear the word too much. No. Actually, you hear the word too little. Never too much. Amen? How do you know that your faith has risen up? How do you know that your faith is there now? You know when you speak something and you really mean it. Some people, when they speak something, they forget the next minute. Because they don't mean it. Oh, yeah, heal in Jesus' name. They turn around. What did I say a while ago? Because they don't have faith. So they just forget about it. They don't mean what they say. Two, how do you know you have faith? You get excited about it. Amen? 
you get excited that it's going to happen. Not only that, you have expectation and you have confidence that it's going to come to pass. You have confidence in what you say, and you can see that confidence in the eye contacts. You can see that confidence in the tone of voice. You can see that confidence in the countenance of that person's face. If somebody come to me and say, "In Jesus' name, I believe I'm healed," I don't think he has faith. No excitement, no confidence. You need to build faith to the point you get excited, you get expectation. People can see from your countenance and from your eyes, from your voice. Faith is real. It's not an imaginary thing. I want to encourage all of you. Maybe the first time you say about your situation and you don't have faith for it, keep speaking, keep saying it, because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Amen. Pastor Da and I always speak to each other. We speak. We declare. My son Paul would do well. He keeps speaking. And we have been speaking for 18 years since he was born. Amen. We keep speaking. We believe it, and he's doing well because we never give up on it. Amen. Faith keeps speaking. Now we talk about hearing and speaking. We should weigh our words very carefully. If you're gonna walk by faith, ruling and reigning, you need to really choose the right word to say. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 19 from the New King James version, the Bible say, "In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise." In the NASB, when there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. In other words, the more you talk, the more likely you will sin against God. So, if you are wise or you are a mature person, you will speak less. You are more quiet, because the more you speak, the higher chance you're going to sin against God and you're going to make some mistake. Talkativeness indicates that you don't value your own words. Talkativeness means that you don't really care about walking by faith, because you just blast it out, blast it out. You don't even care what happened to what you say. Can you imagine? What if everything you said come to pass? What if everything that has come out from your mouth happened? How would you be? Some of you like to speak. Oh, I'm broke right now. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. What is going to happen to you if it happened? You're dead. Oh, I'm weak. If you keep speaking like that, and everything you speak come to pass, you are in trouble. Is that right? Some people think that God give us mouth and tongue for the purpose of expressing our own feelings, our own thoughts. No, God did not give us the mouth. To express our own feeling, how I feel. Oh, anything cross my mind, I have to speak it out. Then, if the bird drops something on your head, you choose to take it into a, your stomach. You grab it and take it and speak it out. Is that right? No, you don't take everything that come cross your mind, come to your mind. You have to screen it out. Some bad things, don't say it. Some bad feeling, don't say it. Your mouth is not for expressing your f- bad feeling. It's not for expressing your negative thoughts. You need to be careful with what you say. Amen. Amen. Don't just spit out everything that comes across your mind. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28, New King James Version say, "The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil." Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. NLT say, "The heart of the godly think carefully before speaking, but the mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words." What do you learn from this scripture? Keep your mouth shut. That's right. 
Don't talk too much. Don't speak out whatever you think in your heart. What if God just said anything and did not watch His word? What if He talked just like many Christians did today? If He see something He doesn't like, oh, that scare me to death. What can happen to God? Die, because whatever He say will come to pass. So God is very careful, very picky of what He says. He did not just say anything he wants. He just makes sure what he say is correct. Amen. Our God is not a talkative God. He's very careful of what he says. We need to take our words seriously if we want to rule and reign in this life. Do you know that God created us to be a speaking spirit? God created us to be God kind, be in His likeness and in His image. And God is preparing us to rule and reign with Him for 1,000 years on earth. Here, therefore, we need to understand that our mouth is given to us, so that our words will come out from our mouth on purpose. We use our mouth to praise God, to speak the oracle of God, to speak the things of God, to declare and decree the good things to happen. God does not give our mouth to just carelessly say anything we want or give our own opinion. We need to speak what God says, what God's opinion say. Amen. Everyone say purpose. We need to put faith in our words. We need to put vision in our words. We need to put purpose, put love in our word. And if you can be more selective. And you know exactly what God tells you to say, and you choose to say those things. The more power will be released from your mouth. Amen. The power of God in heaven will be turned up in your life, and you see more miracle happen in your life. Victory will happen. Don't say dumb thing. Don't say stupid thing. What if God say wrong things? How many times in the world people make God upset? But he didn't say anything. He just keep quiet, because if he said, those people are gonna die. If he get mad and say die right now, they all die. But God just keep his mouth shut. He did not say dumb thing and stupid thing like many humans are doing. Amen. And also, when God says something, it will last forever, and it will come to pass. Therefore, we need to walk like God. Be careful of what we say. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 say, "Therefore be imitators of God, copy Him and follow His example, as well beloved children imitate their Father." So one thing that we need to imitate our God is be careful with what we say, and when we say something, mix it with faith. Let me read Mark chapter 11 23 one more time. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, "Be removed and be cast into the sea," and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. Jesus said that if you believe that what you say will be done, he did not say that you believe in what God says. Yes, you need to believe in what God says, but more than that, whatever you say, you need to believe it will be done. Then you will see the outcome. So the principle of ruling and reigning, walking by faith, is if you will be more selective, you will be more effective. Selective with what you say. Make sure that what you say come from God, and it's biblical. When I was an immature Christian, long time ago, I was very immature. I did many mistakes with my own mouth. I say wrong thing all the time. Sometimes I blast out, "Yes, yeah, in Jesus' name, heal." But when I say that, I don't have faith in it. Nothing happened because I did not do it from the Holy Spirit. I did it out of religion. I just pray in Jesus' name just to get by. Okay, you, I bless you. Bye bye. But I did not do it by faith. That is immature Christians. That's why nothing happened. Nothing happened because I did not do it by faith. Let me ask you this question: Are you ready 
to release your words that you will never back off for the rest of your life. Are you ready to release your word of faith? Because you know it, you know it, you know it. That is biblical. That is the will of God, and that's what God say. You say it, or you just go by the pressure from human being tell you what to say. Are you led by the Holy Spirit? Do you speak it by faith? Do you say the right thing, or you just say it because I have to say something to make people happy? You have to ask yourself. Amen. A lot of Christians are like this. They are throwing the word out of their mouth, bunch of them, and they hope that maybe one or two will hit. You understand what I'm talking about? You just throw it out, say, 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 say. Maybe one out of one thousand will hit the target. Don't do that. You say only exactly what the Holy Spirit leads you to say, and you say it by faith, and you say it. According to the word of God, Amen. Build your faith. Look at Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ was walking on earth, he did not say things carelessly. This is what he said in the Bible: "The Son of Man who say only what he hears, what the Father say, and he would do only what he sees the Father does." So, in other words, twenty-four-seven. All the time, Jesus would not do anything out of his own flesh. He only say what he see or hear the Father says. That's why every word that come out from the mouth of Jesus worked and powerful, because he was led by God. Amen. From now on, whatever you say, being led by the Holy Spirit. Even when I type my email and type my Facebook. When people send me a message in the Facebook, I will talk to God first. What should I answer? God tell me, and I type according to what God say. The same thing, I will ask God, what should I say in this email? Amen. Everything you say, everything you write, everything you do, you are led by the Holy Spirit, and then you will make less and less mistakes in life, and then you will see more and more miracles in life. More answer, more things happen in life, ruling and reigning in life. Amen. Why did people say something and things do not happen? Everyone say lack of faith. How do you build faith? By hearing the word of God, and we should operate the same way that Jesus did. I want to say one thing: we need to be strong sometime. When people ask us to pray for them, and we are not pushed by them to say something, because we can be pushed by human pressure to speak something and say something, and we know in our heart that we don't have faith at that moment, and we know in our heart that they don't have faith either. So sometimes we have to wait a little bit. We know the problem, we see the problem, but we don't have faith to speak it. Just wait a little bit. Say, I call you back later on. Go back, read the Bible, listen to CD, pray, worship God until the faith rise up, and you call that person. I'm ready. I can speak right now for your situation. Amen. Don't rush to say something without faith. Speak it by faith. And this is the problem with baby Christians. Okay. And I don't want you to be baby Christians. Baby Christians always come to the leader. And say, could you please pray for me? Pray for me, please. Please tell the mountain in my life to go away from me. Actually, God doesn't want us to be, practice that for the rest of our life. We need to sit under the word of God. We need to listen to the teaching ourselves. We need to build faith for ourselves. Amen. We should do our homework to build faith. And when your faith rises up, you can speak to the situation yourself. You don't need to call the pastor at 2 a.m. Could you please pray for me? No, you don't need to. You can rise up, become mature Christian, and speak to the situation yourself. Amen. So quiet here. A lot of people just want to push responsibility to the pastor, to other people. Do it for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. But they keep 
doing something else. They never listen to the word of God. When the preaching come up, they just text message, playing game. They never pay attention to the word of God. They never want to grow in their faith. And when there was something come up, Pastor Da, could you please pray for me? And Pastor Da will answer, Have you listened to the CD lately? Have you been prayed for? You come out to the prayer line to be touched by the Holy Spirit? Are you building your faith up? And some people have been Christian for 20 years, still baby, because they never do their homework. Amen? How many people want to grow up? Don't want to be baby forever. The second thing that hinders us from speaking and receiving the outcome is because we don't have a right to say it. There are two things about right. Everyone say right. We don't have the right to speak to the situation in Jesus' name. This is one of the reasons we don't have the right. Isaiah 8.10. Isaiah 8.10. Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. Isaiah chapter 8 talk about rebellious people. If you are rebellious, you always say no to God. You don't believe in the Bible. You always say, oh, the Bible, I don't believe what it says. If you are that kind of people, always say no to God. God tells you something. God say, pay tithe. No, I don't pay tithe. I don't care. God say, go to church. No, I don't go to church. I do whatever I want. Always go against the word of God. God say, you can say whatever you want. It will never happen because you are rebellious. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 37 who is he who speaks and it come to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? In other words, if you are rebellious and you try to speak for something to happen, the Lord say, I'm not involved here. I'm not going to support you because you rebel against me. One of the examples is Satan himself. Satan knew the principle of confession. He knew that God worked by confession, by speaking, and he did the same thing. In Isaiah 14, verses 13 to 15, For you have said in your heart, you mean Satan, the devil, or Lucifer, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet, you shall be brought down to shell, to the lowest depth of the pit. So Satan tried to confess. He confessed and confessed, I will, I will, I will. And the Lord laughed at him. You keep confessing that you're going to be at the top, you're going to be like God, but at the end, you're going to be in hell no matter what. So in other words, God did not support him. If you want God to support what you say, you cannot be rebellious people. You need to be yes. You need to be cheap. Yes. You should not be good. No. No. The goat say no. But the sheep say yes. Not yes, dear. Yes, Lord. Yes. Husband say to the wife, yes, dear. But we say, yes, Lord. Amen? That is one reason we don't have the right to speak because you are always, you, know, you may say, God, oh, why I have so much financial problem right now. I'm going to speak to the devil that he needs to release money from me. And the Lord say, no, he's going to release because you haven't paid tithe. I cannot help you. You cheat me. You, do, you steal money from me. The Lord cannot support you. That's why your word doesn't work. Because you are rebellious against God all the time. Amen? How many people say, I don't want to be rebellious? Raise your hand up. Amen. Whatever God say, do it. Don't be rebellious. The second thing about right, listen carefully. Our speaking must be in line with the word of God and must be in faith and agreement. So what I try to say is that, listen carefully, I don't have unlimited right and authority to speak for your life. And you don't have the unlimited authority to speak for my life. I have authority to speak to only my own life. 
For example, if you say, "Doctor Lau will die soon," for example, you declare that Doctor Lau will die soon. I would say, "No, your word doesn't have any authority over me." I would say, "I shall leave and declare the work of the Lord." And who gonna win? I win, because I have more authority over my own life. This is a principle. If you notice. More than 90 percent of the time in the Bible, when people come to Jesus or to Paul, Jesus say, "Because of your faith, you are made whole." Jesus never say, "Because of my faith, you are made whole." In other words, you cannot borrow my faith for your ruling and reigning. You need to build your own faith, and then you speak to the situation in your own life by faith. Don't push responsibility to the pastor. Oh, he prayed for me for ten times. I haven't been healed yet because I have limited authority over you. You have authority over yourself because when I pray for you, you don't believe it. Then you don't get it. Don't blame me. You have only the right to speak positive or declare the thing for all your own life by your own faith. That's why sometimes when we pray with people, we need to check first what level of faith they have for that situation. Amen. Don't be lazy, Christian. You do it for me. You pray for me. You have faith for me. I don't do anything. That is lazy, Christians. You need to build your own faith. You need to speak for your own life. Amen. You need to fight for your own battle with your faith. Fight with a good fight of faith. Amen. I know this kind of sermon people don't like to hear. Because I push responsibility back to you. <laughs> oh, give nice sermon, suit me, make me happy. Pastor, love me. God, love me. Everyone, love me. Love me. Love me. I don't need to do anything. I just lazy. I don't need to listen to the sermon. I don't need to study the Bible. Oh, everything easy, easy, easy. No, you need to grow up. Amen. 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 We cannot force people to have faith for themselves. If you notice people don't have faith for themselves, what do you do? Blame them? No. What you need to do is to keep speaking to them. Let them hear. Let them hear. Let them hear. Give them CD. Invite them to care groups. Invite them to listen to the sermon until their faith rise up. Amen. You need to encourage them. Keep giving faith-filled word to them. Don't blame them because people have the, the different level of faith and they grow. People grow at the different level. But my job as a pastor is to challenge you, not to stay still. You need to grow up. You need to have faith for yourself. The last thing, number three, and I will be done. Number one, you speak, but you don't have faith in what you say. Number two, you don't have the right to speak because you rebel against God. Or number two, you don't agree with the word of God anyway because you rebel, or you don't have the right to speak for other people because they have to be responsible for their own life. Three. Number two is about right. Number three, people said something and it did not come to pass because they say later things that nullified or cancel the first confession. For example, you come to church on Sunday. I lay hand on you, and in Jesus' name, we agree. The debt will be cancelled. The debt will be paid off. I'm healed. We speak together. We confess faith together. Five minutes later, you go home. Oh, I die for sure. I'm broke. I will never make it. You just speak the word of faith in the church on Sunday. You go home, and the next six days. You say something opposite to what you declare in the name of Jesus all the time. You nullify it. You cancel what you speak. You hold the steering wheel this way for one minute, and you hold it back for another seven days of your life. That's why you never get anywhere. The principle is: don't be hasty to say something that from the top of your head. You need to know exactly what you're g o i n g to say. You know that this is biblical. You know that this is what the Holy Spirit leads you to say. And after you say it, stick to it until the last day of your life. 
Don't pull back. Amen. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You stay on it. Keep saying the same thing for the rest of your life until it come to pass. Amen. God prophesies about the first and the second coming of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Some prophecy happened 700 years later, 1,000 years later, and God stuck to His word. He said, "This is going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to stay on it. I will never change." Is that right? He is very patient. He waited for 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The prophecy about being born in Bethlehem was 700 years before Jesus came. He stuck to his word. We need to stand on what we say and declare, no matter what we feel, no matter what we see. The word of God never change before you pray, while you're praying, and after you pray. The same thing, if you declare something, you don't change it. Stick to it for the rest of your life. Therefore, be careful what you say. Watch your mouth carefully. Don't nullify what you say. Everyone say, I will not be moved by what I see. I will not be moved by what I feel. I will not be moved by my circumstances. I stick to what I declare in the name of Jesus. I will not nullify the word that I speak. I will be led by the Holy Spirit. I speak in line with the word of God. I declare the word and I put my faith in it and it shall come to pass. No matter how many years, no matter how many days, no matter how many months, I need to wait. I will stick to it I will not change my word. I will keep saying the same thing. In the name of Jesus. I have the right to speak to my own life. I have the right to speak and declare as a king ruling and reigning because I submit to God. I'm not rebelling against God. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You learned something today? Last lesson about ruling and reigning. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching your church the principle of God. Father, Your people in this house will grow, become more mature. They will grow in faith, in love, in the character of God. They will not be babies forever, but they will be used by you, be blessed by you to bless the nations. They will rule and reign as kings and priests on earth here. Oh Lord, let them experience what they learn from this series of teaching of ruling and reigning in life, Lord. Let them see with their own eyes that the Word of God works. We thank you so much, Lord, for your Spirit who is our teacher. Lord, may your Holy Spirit bring to them remembrance of what you say in this church through the Bible, Lord. We thank you, Father, In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com To them all gathered in your name I lift to you this new praise song All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away
Your energy, I want to be.